Hey, hey, we are trying something just a little bit different on today's episode of the podcast. We're actually going to be listening in on a recent conversation about homeschool goals. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and welcome to episode 33 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their day. And hey, I am so happy that you are joining me here today. So what we have for you today is actually an excerpt from a conversation from a planning session. We have what we call these Finishers Club planning sessions that go on all summer long. Um, We have them every single week in the summer. We actually have a mega planning session coming up on July 23rd, and this is the year 2022, if you're listening to this later. And what we have are homeschool moms that come into these sessions, anywhere from 20 to 50 or 60 homeschool moms, and we work together for a few hours on their homeschool plan. And we give them time to work. We use what we call uh, Pomodoro sessions. Actually, we don't just call them Pomodoro sessions. That's like technically the name of them. But they work for 25 minutes and they take a five minute break. And they always tell me like exactly what it is they want to accomplish in the next 25 minutes. And then I hold them accountable at the end. Hey, did you do this? So we really get a lot of work done. And while all of this is going on, we're answering questions. We're answering questions about whatever it is they have questions about in relation to their homeschool. And I'm there answering some questions. You're going to hear another voice, actually see another face in this particular recording. You're going to see Lainey Homan, who is one of the ladies who works with me. She's a homeschool mom of a lot of kids, eight kids, and she's been homeschooling for a very long time. It's graduated a number of them, and she's got some great advice in this session. But we're talking about goals, talking about the importance of homeschooling goals and what the purpose is and how to set them, but also so you could see what a finisher's club is like. Maybe you would like this kind of help with your homeschool planning. Uh, Maybe this kind of help would be something that would really be interesting to you. And if it is, you get a whole year of the finisher's club from the day you buy it until the following year, that exact same day. So lots and lots of planning sessions by purchasing Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot. And you can find that at pambarnhill.com slash autopilot. So let's jump right in. Little different. Me and Lainey, the camera's going to go back and forth. You're going to hear us referring to other people who are in the room with us that you can't see. And all of these ladies gave us permission to share this recording. So have a listen. Rebecca says, the goals I have for my kids all qualify as week goals, but I feel as though I don't have enough sense of how the school year will look in order to make these goals stronger. Does it make sense to move ahead with the week goals and then circle back at a later point? Or should I try to make them specific now and adjust them when I realize it isn't working? Well, thinking about, and and we might have to look at some of these in the community. Like I might have to have you post some of these in the community and let me kind of look at them and read them a little bit to help you out with this. But since the purpose of goals is to guide you and to make sure that you're prioritizing the things that, you know, you, and it's not even prioritizing the things that are most important though it is, but it's like to make sure you're prioritizing something to make sure you're not living under this false belief that I can equally do all the things in my homeschool for each of my children, for all of my children. Right. And that's the purpose of goals. It's like, I've like, what is not going to fall through the cracks? And so I would definitely get like 
even if you'd feel like you can't get a really good goal written down at this moment, like what is not going to fall through the cracks is number one. So I would just make a list of the three things that's not going to fall through the cracks for each kid. And then I would look at, oh, how can I make sure that these are things within my control? I think that's the next important thing. Like, don't get all wrapped up about making them specific and measurable first. Make make sure that you're like, okay, how am I making a goal that I can control this? So, you know, back to Laura's narration goal from earlier, let's make sure that the goal is we're going to do an oral narration every day, not that narration is going to equal X outcome. Right. So first step is at least list three things. So, you know what you're prioritizing. Second step is, um, you know, make sure that it's something within your control, then go back and worry about making them specific and measurable. So you could write what we would call like ugly goals or sloppy goals or something like that just to get you started. But I think the most important thing is having something to focus on. Another question I sometimes ask myself when I'm struggling with exactly how to word a goal is what am I going to do to move forward towards this goal? And like the narration example, it would be actually doing the narration. So it's not so much that you're focusing on the outcome as much as it is, what is it that I'm going to do to make forward progress towards that end goal? If I write just broad categories, I, I get real sloppy with how I execute. I need the process of the goal writing to help me with my personal executive function skills to be able to guide and direct all the kids in what they're having to do. Because I have so many different kids that all have different things they need to be focusing on. And it's easy for those moving parts to get lost if I don't have something that is written for me to remember like, oh, I need to do phonics with this child every day. Or I need to do... And it is kind of, like you said, you have to pick those focus areas because we're only one person with however many kids you have. And there are a lot of tasks that have to be done. In that. And so to pick those focus areas. So it's kind of like what Pam talked about at the beginning of this finishers club session with the Pomodoro thing. You can write a vague, like, oh, I'm going to do module one, but it might be hard for you to accomplish and get started unless you're writing something a little bit more specific about what you're going to be doing in that moment. And so it doesn't have to be, I think it's easier to like try something and then then go back and tweak it if it's not working to see. But for me personally, it really helps to have that kind of, I guess like it almost like an action step of like, what is, what does this look like? How, where, what am I going to actually do to move forward in this? And that's often what I'm going to do, not what my kids are going to do. Yeah. And that's what we, you know, we talk about these being goals for our kids, but I think that's what came out when we were having the conversation with Courtney earlier about who should be writing the goals. Should it be the moms or should it be the kids? And these really are moms goals for the moms about that kid, you know, is really what it, yeah, is a little more what it is. And I don't think we've, we've ever quite expressed it like that before. So. Yes, Don Simpson, goals can help reduce overwhelm to remind you when all the needs can crush you that what you are doing is important and making progress. Yes. Okay, so Betsy says, I'm writing goals for nine children, grades one through 11. Should I stick to just one or two goals per child? Is that enough? 
Yes, because that's probably all you're going to be able to really prioritize for each child. You know, I don't have nine kids. Lainey, Lainey gets close. <laughs> and so she can tell you, yeah, that's pretty much all you're going to be able to do. And the other thing with that is I will say that there are like seasons of, of things like sometimes, I mean, you know, one to two, one to two goals for nine kids. I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at 18 goals there that you may not actually have the capacity to work on 18 goals at one time. And that's actually one of the things Pam and I talked about in the last podcast episode about summer, the, the summer reading program. My, when I have little kids that are learning to read, it is very difficult for me to focus on doing those daily lessons with them when I have so many other kids that are having more advanced work and things. So I kind of carve out the summer for teaching kids to read where they get that one-on-one time with mom every day and we could focus on that. But my bigger kids are not doing school and they need less of me at that time. So I think sometimes we just have to recognize that your capacity is what it is and we can't fit everything in at all times. And picking those focus areas, especially when you have a lot of kids is really important because then you can feel confident in the fact that you're getting you know, through things. But it may be that some of this term planning that we do is important for that. Because I know in this, you know, in this six week term, these kids may get priority because they need a lot of handholding from mom. And we're going to really hit a particular subject or a particular skill hard with lots of repetition. And then in the next six week period, they're going to have more time to build that skill and to really work on it more independently. It's not that you don't give any feedback, but it just may be that we're not having those really intensive learning new things that have to have that constant repetition for, because you're going to, you're already going to have math and things like that, that unless you have a math theory, you're going to be teaching your kids math all year long. You're going that you have enough things that you're going to be doing that for. So sometimes we have to do that. And is it, doesn't Sarah McKenzie address that in her teaching from West book where she'll, she'll choose like, this is the thing that we're doing yeah. right now for the last yeah. six weeks. And then after we're, we're done that, then we'll move to the next thing. And it's that constant assessing like, oh, they really need help with writing right now. And so that's where we're going to put most of our effort, but then it'll change. And then, so I think initially, like at the beginning of my school year, when I write out goals for my kids, it's what do I want to hear or what do I want to focus on for each child for the entire scope of the school year? But then recognizing that that doesn't necessarily mean that every week of the entire school year is going to be directly focused on those particular goals. I might have to go back and prioritize terms, block scheduling, those types of things in which we want to highlight, you know what, these three kids are going to get this focus this term and these three kids are going to get this focus this term. And there you have it. Now, setting goals is one of my very favorite things to do in my homeschool because it just helps me to remember that I'm not superwoman and I don't have to be. And I really hope that you found uh, this particular conversation enlightening and enjoyable. So you can find the show notes for this at pambarnhill.com forward slash TMBH33. And that's where we've got 
all the additional information for you there, including a link to our autopilot homeschool program that includes the Finishers Club if this is something that you would like to do more often. And don't forget, we got that full day planning day coming up on July 23rd. So hey, eight hours of planning, you can get most of your homeschool year planned in that single day. All right, I'll be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about homeschooling preschool. What are the five things that you need to get ready to be able to have a very successful year with your preschooler? So you don't want to miss that one. Until then, keep on homeschooling. 